0: Hi, I'm Jason Stein, and I want to welcome you to the very first episode of the Wellness Renegades podcast. We're going to explore the crossroads of wellness entrepreneurs like you and me who are committed to making money while helping others to live healthier lives. People who are going against big pharma, insurance conglomerates, and the mainstream medical world. Each episode. We're gonna journey into the challenges and the breakthroughs it takes to own your own business, pay the path through mainstream medical care, and truly become a wellness renegade. I want to invite to the show, Donna Powers. Welcome, Donna.
1: Hi, Jason. Thank you for having me on your show.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited you're here. Donna Powers is a homeopath for the past 18 years, committed to a homeopathic kit, in every household, and really believes that infectious diseases are making a comeback in our world. And she's committed to educating and committed to helping people who are vaccinated, vaccine-injured, and vaccine-free. So welcome, Donna.
1: Thank you so much, Jason. Great to be here.
0: Donna, I am amazed at this conversation we're going to get into homeopathy but first this whole vaccine conversation is so polarized when i go on facebook if i see anything about vaccinations you have two camps Mm -hmm. one camp is like they're killing our kids and creating autism the other camp is herd immunity you're the devil and you're killing people if you Mm -hmm. aren't getting your kids vaccinated and as someone who's journeying as a renegade in this world how do you navigate that like how do you educate people that are so heated about the
1: conversation people who are so heated usually have closed ears Mm. it's there's so much fear so much fear even if you feel pretty solid in your decision to be vaccine free and you've never vaccinated your children or To move from polarized, anti and pro, um, some people who have vaccine-injured kids like to remind people they're ex-vaccinators. They actually did vaccinate their children and Mm. it didn't prevent disease. In fact, the outcome was much more tragic and Mm. um, it's very difficult to reclaim health after those kinds of injuries happen. So how do you get them to listen? Um, I don't know. This becomes, the rubber hits the road, even in my own life, Jason. And it's because when you have family members who are buying into vaccine save lives and don't do the research for it, you live with the reality that possibly one of your grandchildren um, could be permanently vaccine-injured mm. or, or die. I mean, middle of the night, I'm awake knowing that one of my grandchildren is being vaccinated and um what what is the possible outcome because i when you know a lot um you just become really aware but you can't you know either people are willing to have the conversation or they're not and
0: it's true they they will either have it or they won't but often when they're having it they've already made up their mind where it's at yeah And And, so I'm not pro or against, I'm for education and choice and freedom. And I know that there are certain countries, certain districts that are starting to take the freedom away to say, this is the way it's going to be. And so I'm just curious for the wellness renegade, most of us were walking along the normal path, living normal lives, having normal jobs. And then something happened that, had us take a 180. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious about that story for you.
1: My story wouldn't be too different from most people. I uh, got married and I had children right away. And I, yeah, um, a 1980s mother took the kids in for their healthy checkups, their well-baby checkups. Uh, vaccines are immunity for life. A good mother vaccinated, so I did. And when my oldest son turned one year, there was something really wrong. It was, I just knew. So I started looking into it. And then he had chronic problems the longer we went. And in the 80s, there wasn't this kind of pressure, this intense social structure of polarizing people and so much fear. So I could just drop off. You know, they only vaccinated up to MMR and Hib. They started introducing a Hib vaccine. And I thought, ah, don't need that. I was familiar with these other illnesses. So, you know, and then I thought my my son has this really severe problem and conventional medicine just turned him away. Mm. There's there's nothing we can do. He called What him. did they say?
0: Did they figure out a, a cause or an origin? No,
1: no, no. He had this peeing problem. He'd lay down before bed and he'd have to get up and go pee. And he got even violent with himself just um, because he couldn't pee. He felt like he had to, but he couldn't. They did all these invasive tests and said well there's nothing wrong with them and that was very confusing as a parent and it turned out my mother found out about a homeopath in winnipeg where they live and one remedy overnight gone
0: so so it was like night and day
1: yeah, and it was, my son was one of those miracle homeopathy cures that you read about. Mm. And I thought, well, whatever this is, we've done two years of invasive medical tests right. and, and nothing to offer. And overnight, it's gone. Mm. So that was when I looked into it and started studying. And I did what I now teach. I taught myself, and then I, stud- then I decided I would study formally. And I, I gave up everything i get i sold my piano i sold I, t- I did whatever it took i commuted i commuted for four years to vancouver
0: you were like this is the path for me
1: yeah yeah
0: and have you seen other stories like that just like yes okay yeah
1: yeah and i've had them happen in my practice and i've seen young moms now who i teach online go i can't believe how much better they are i took them to the doctor and they had said there was nothing or antibiotics and So it's quite rewarding that way. But I think having sick children is the most frightening thing as a parent. You want want so much for them to be healthy and well, and you do anything and you believe anything until finally one day you just stop and go just a minute, like something is not ringing true. And then you're called to really assess, but at the same time, as young parents, you're looking for help. And what I realized as well, I had my mother to help me. She was a mom who raised kids in the 50s and 60s. This yeah. was normal measles, mumps, rubella, whooping yeah. cough. It was normal. So I think in our virtual world, this idea of community and reassuring each other and being able to look for um, just ordinary things to help our kids when they're sick. We're losing that. So We're you're happy. saying that when
0: your mom was alive, there weren't vaccines, and it was just like the chickenpox, or it was like a flu. You get it, yep. you get over it, and you build your immunity because of it.
1: And it's natural immunity. Okay, exactly. so...
0: So let's because we're having two conversations one is yes. the vaccines and one is homeopathy and, and there's a crossover between the two and So the first thing is I know very little other than I think that uh, Homeopathy for a while got wiped out like in in the 90s I knew a guy who was 80 years old and he had his MD in homeopathy Yes, so he was a medical doctor in homeopathy and I know very little. Like you know a lot. I know very little. And mm-hmm. what I know is that something about Rockefeller came in, and what happened? It's like homeopathy used to be included in in mainstream medical care, and then it wasn't. So what, what was the crossing point?
1: Well, the crossing point was the College of Physicians and Surgeons was formed to put homeopaths out of business, and they made it so that the rules. If you wanted to be a member of the College of Physicians and Surgeons, you could not offer any alternative or complementary medicine. That Mm. would be going against um, Mm. conventional medicine and the pharmaceutical industry. Um, So up to that point, homeopathy had, yeah, medical schools everywhere, all over North America, in the U.S., very popular. And even in Europe today, in many countries, you cannot practice homeopathy unless you are a licensed medical doctor. Mm. And India offers both. Um, But it it was around the 1918 influenza outbreak as well. And homeopaths were actually making a far better living than conventional medical doctors. They were having more success. And so this was some of the motivation. And it's a little bit hard to prove that, but that's the historical framework for it. And then homeopathy became saved by lay people it was um what made a big difference in the epidemic so in the 1918 influenza pandemic homeopathy shone and even the nurses in the conventional medical surgeries would say don't even bother coming here go down and see this homeopath and so why do you
0: think it happens that there are medicines that that work and that they have uh you know evidence of, of being effective and then it just gets wiped out what do you what do you think where does that come from all the mythology of it being woo-woo
1: of it being woo-woo yes it's Hahnemann himself was ahead of his time it's energetic medicine so mm. the idea of being able to put energy in a liquid or energy in a granule or milk sugar is just didn't didn't compute So even the homeopaths in Hahnemann's day were using very low dilutions. um, So it was still considered a this for that. But we're now into an energetic age where we understand like acupuncture is energetic medicine. And for, you know, acupunctures have done a great job of being able to pull their whole community together. And they have thousands of years of traditional Chinese medicine to draw on as well homeopathy is a bit of a baby still Hmm. you know 250 years and it's so um the argument is is it's placebo but also it's poison but they can't have it both ways so that becomes a dilemma and it was the pharmacist even in Hahnemann's day 250 years ago that really objected to this man this medical doctor but he was also a chemist making his own remedies
0: and so Let's just imagine you're at a holiday party
1: mm-hmm.
0: and someone says, "What do you do mm-hmm. and you tell them you're a homeopath, and like in thirty seconds, like you want to enroll them that you're not a crazy witch doctor well, what what do you what do you say when they say, Well, what is that or I've heard of that, but i don't yeah. understand it
1: yeah, or what it is It's funny because now I'm in my career and I do more teaching online than I do private practice. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody asks, you know, what do I do? I'm able to say to them, quite honestly, I, I teach uh, people online. I'm an educational online teacher and I teach people how to, um, uh, manage infectious childhood illnesses and outbreaks, um, with homeopathy. And then sort of, you can, you can either see the eyes glaze over (laughs) Or or what <laughs> or, do you open mean, up? or open up and with the curious, you'll you'll see you know. Well, what do you mean? What is homeopathy? Yeah,
0: yeah. So there, my eyes are opening up, and I'm like, what yeah. What do you mean, homeopathy? And what's yeah. the follow up to that?
1: Yeah, and the follow up to that often is, people have often tried. So I'll ask, you know, have you tried arnica for anything? Oh, yeah. Well, it's in my you know that cream that I use, and then you know. So what do you use it for? Well, when I've got sore muscles, it's in that. I think it's Rub 5, A535, A even it's a commercial brand product. And they're now putting Arnica in it. So they understand that. And um, Or I can introduce them to, you know, what happens to you when you drink too much coffee? Oh, well, you know, my lips get numb and oh, wow, oh, great ideas. And it's hard to sleep. Well, you take that idea and homeopathy, homeopathic coffee actually will calm you down. Mm. Or I'll talk about teething formulas with children because that's often we in homeopathy we call it the gateway drug.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Calm Forte I think is the big one yeah. by Highland, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're, I wonder what they make a year.
1: <laughs> oh well, they'll make quite a bit. The combination homeopathic formulations are a gateway. Yeah. And the reason, and so if somebody is still listening at this point, right? <laughs> then I'll say you know. What teething remedies did you try? Oh, well, I tried the Highlands, but it didn't work. It didn't do anything. So I just wrote it off. You know, homeopathy is doesn't work. So I said, Did you try the Boyron one? It's a different formulation. And then I can explain the difference. It's not a straightforward take a pill. It's the idea of supporting self-healing. And that's people start to get that. We were created to self-heal. Mm. I we, love that
0: because because I just saw a statistic and I got to backtrack it to make sure like, you know, fake news these days, you really do have to backtrack sources. And it said that uh, mainstream medical errors are the number three cause of death now. Yes. I would have
1: thought it was higher, but
0: yeah. So to me, um, we spend so much time in, in a homeopathic conversation for those that want to negate or, like talking about placebo but if we include that potentially there's healing and the placebo can kick in it's much safer than some of the modalities being used i every week i see a drug being recalled because it's now causing cancer yeah. and, or it caused cancer all along yeah. so i i want to talk a little bit more like do you have a case that you were really kind of frightened about like a patient that you were kind of scared about their health and well being and then this really was helpful. Besides your, your son, is there is there a place where someone came to you and you you were like, well I'm frightened for the patient's health. And then by treating them, they really got some amazing results.
1: Well, you see this with children diagnosed on the spectrum and you're not sure if you can help them and how you can help them, especially as they get older and you're seeing them as teens, but you start to see some improvements and then you keep going with it. Um, and, and that's helpful. Um, probably the number one book, if somebody is interested on the autism spectrum and recovering, Amy Lans- Lansky, Impossible Cure. Now talk about a renegade title, Impossible Cure, The Promise of Homeopathy. She is a artificial intelligence scientist, two PhDs, you know, but it wouldn't matter how many degrees people have when it comes to these discussions, they write them off as quacks. So it's fascinating that way. So personal um, I've got one right now and it's a lot of palliating and it's a baby, not vaccinated um, cancer, brain tumor. I mean, these kinds of situations are very scary. And, um, so you just do the very best that you can and hopefully, um, palliate and, but you know, and the parents know that chemotherapy and additional drugs have to be processed through the kidneys, through the liver. And, um, so this baby's still alive. They Mm. had given, they had given him I think four weeks. I'm not sure the exact amount of time, but, um so these parents are being quite heroic um i don't and, and cancers i don't it, often homeopathy ends up being the last the last ditch for which people. which is
0: crazy in my mind because i think it should be the first yes. line of defense is is yeah. something that is the safest
1: yeah exactly you know?
0: and, and so part of your uh mission in life has become an educator. And you and I have talked before, you you clearly know scientific methodology. You clearly study both sides of of different uh, arguments so that you can be educated. Now, when it comes to uh, the infectious diseases making a comeback, Mm -hmm. what is it that you're seeing?
1: Well, this is the one topic I'm most comfortable with because I've done the most research and have been the most disappointed in terms of the idea of immunity and vaccines conferring immunity. Cause now they'll backtrack and say, well, we, we never said that. Well, mm. actually you did. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so nature has a way of helping us evolve to be a human species and take us something like fever. When I did my research on fever, There's one gentleman who published a whole lot of papers and a book even on fever and how he did his experiments, he did them on amphibians, so amphibians can't create their own fever, but when injected with bacterial and creating an infection, these animals quite naturally would move toward heat and they would create their own fever and they would get better. And so then he used others that he injected and prevented them from having their fever. So his outcome in general was the idea that uh, treating fevers would be not a great idea. It'll end up in death, which is what you're seeing in Samoa right now. They're being treated with Pamol or Panadol uh, <clears throat> with fevers. And this is after their vaccination and this whole measles outbreak. And the measles outbreak is more to do with the vaccines than natural measles.
0: So I just want to stop for a second. because yeah. Many um, people either watching or listening probably don't know what's happening in Samoa right now.
1: Uh, and So okay. let's
0: just let's educate just a little bit more on what you're talking about.
1: Right. So what I'm talking about right now with Samoa is an infectious measles outbreak and it is highly contagious and very easily spread. Um, in October, UNICEF sent uh, MMR vaccines. The, uh, they started a campaign because there is a low uh, uptake and vaccination rate and a month later they had measles outbreaks and they now have the technology to determine whether the um, measles virus actually is from the vaccine or a wild type virus. And this is what's happening is that in the highly vaccinated population, particularly for the viral illnesses like measles, mumps, rubella, um, MMR, and um, even chickenpox is now added to that vaccine. Um, these are viruses, and it's very hard for them to create a vaccine with a virus um, so that it confers an immune system reaction, which is to create antigens um, or antibodies. The antigen creates the antibodies. Um, so what's happening even in the highly vaccinated population, like 95% compliancy, you're seeing measles and mumps outbreaks. They're happening mm. all the time. This is where I woke up one day and realized It wouldn't matter if it was measles or mumps from a vaccine or from a natural illness and there's other scientists doing great work the whole idea of natural immunity and what is natural immunity and i had no idea immunology is the study of vaccines
0: oh interesting okay yeah
1: i learned that as i was doing my research i went what what do you mean And that's from Dr. Tatiana Obokanich, who is an immunologist. And immunologists study the immune system as it relates to vaccines. So what she teaches is natural immunity, which is what I received as a child. And then you realize science is trying to catch up with that by introducing viruses to treat cancers.
0: Yeah, Okay. Okay. So, so is this really like, I'm making up my own mind that this is all about money and is it all about money? Is it, or do people just believe my thought process is the right one? Because what you're saying to me that everyone's kind of buying in, or at least everyone that is buying into the herd immunity, certain communities are showing that that doesn't work either.
1: Exactly, and herd immunity is a concept that was based on natural illness. So I'll give you an example of it right now. Um, unintended consequences is what I call it. So yes, keep in mind that we've got a lot of parallel tracks running. We've got pharma and money. We've got uh, love and fear, parenting children, and we have epidemics um, that historically have run through humanity. Um, it's it's just again, it's how we evolve. It's how Uh, this microbiome inside of us. There's all kinds of words and languages now that we can tap into that start explaining these things that weren't as well understood, but we now actually have science that's understanding this. So um, where do I want to go with this? Just because there's so much um, all rolled into one. So is it money? Is it, it's evolution. It's, all of these things, and we is, do. Is it to...
0: evolution or is it returning to like grassroots medicine has and always will work? Like, for the listeners, um, my background is as a Chinese medicine practitioner, and what yeah. I say about Chinese medicine is that 3,000 years it's overcome epidemics, it's overcome world wars, it's overcome uh, pandemics, and it's still here. Yeah. Right? It's still being used. And so, what I find fascinating about this whole conversation is that there are many people when you're talking in a very educated way that feel that you are the devil, that mm-hmm. it's not big pharma, that it's not the new vaccine companies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that you are the person that is ruining it for everyone. Yeah. And as a wellness renegade, I want to talk just a little bit how do you handle it when you get hate mail or have you ever gotten a death threat or anything like that?
1: I haven't gotten any death threats. I've gotten really ugly emails for sure. Um, There's a phrase that I find the 30 somethings are using and it's called, and my son even said it to me, um, you know, um, they just have to taste the Kool-Aid, drink the Kool-Aid. Mm. And I'm thinking, you know, that's an interesting turn of phrase because drinking the Kool-Aid meant everybody died.
0: Right. Jim Jones is the reference, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah.
1: But it's this idea that you have to let people figure this out for themselves. And so where it tugs at me is, well, this could mean death, permanent disability for a grandchild of mine. So it doesn't go away. Even if it's not your own child. And um, so, no, am I the devil? No no i'm not (laughs) i'm I'm pretty secure in that you know i'm not the devil and uh if you want the information i'm here i'm available and i will talk to you about it but it's you know what it's very frightening to hear that any decision you have made on has been built on a house of sand that it's mm -hmm. been a house of cards Mm -hmm. i mean how devastating is that and the guilt that goes with that um this is what you see with the Vaxxed 1 and Vaxxed 2 movies. These parents have tremendous guilt. They had an instinct. They had an intuition that something wasn't right, right from the very beginning, but they keep going and they keep going because this is what they're told is okay and it's safe and then um, get turned away. And then what they're left with is an injured child, um, injured health, and uh, what are they going to do to help themselves? and You know, so you'd like to think that part of preventative medicine is educating people. But if people don't want to hear.
0: So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, Because in educating people in the modern day, uh, we would really want to use social media. Mm We want to use newsletters. Um, I don't know the truth of this, but I have a colleague that is very well known in the natural medicine circles and technology, and they told me that uh, Facebook is not willing to monitor fake news on politics, but it does on vaccine.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And, and so that's a very interesting stance from a conglomerate. It, it, well. It's like...
1: And it's the same one you observed. You can talk politics at a party, you can talk um, climate change at a party, you can have disagreements about that, but bring up vaccines and it's the holy grail. It's the, it becomes right up there with religion. We don't even have religion anymore. People aren't having religious conversations anymore. Um, So
0: vaccine is the new religious conversation. Yeah. Okay. And so then if that's the case, as a wellness renegade, are you choosing your words carefully, or are you concerned at all that um, people are just going to kind of wipe you out and censor you?
1: Um, They're welcome to. You know, it's a funny thing. I've had to do a lot of personal work alongside of uh, what I do and what I teach. And the personal work is, at one point, I was terrified to think I could end up in jail. And then it's like, Well, I could go to jail as long as I could take my books or my laptop. Oh, well, you know, maybe that won't be um, available to me. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, jails are pretty awful. Um, But it's, for me, has become a spiritual journey. And I just even read this morning on Eckhart Tolle. Everybody's got sales right now. And it's resist nothing. Mm. It's resist nothing. Yeah. And it just makes so much sense. Um, resist nothing
0: I don't think the outside viewer understands the commitment of your
1: stance no it's huge and 2020 more online courses but my personal deep dive is three-day silent retreats on the new moons all uh, oh, nice. right yeah so I have no so no 13 books, times no a meat.
0: year you're gonna do three yeah day thir- retreats
1: yes silent retreats
0: Wow so that's another commitment that that is just uh, admirable as a, as a leader in the field. You really have to take your personal work on along with your professional work because Absolutely. you are going to get people that want to yank you down. You are potentially going to get bigger companies that go after you to look for the loopholes to make you wrong or bad. Yep. You are going to get even family members that don't understand your personal choices, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Totally. And it's all about, and I didn't realize it, but Carolyn Mace has called it a prayer. It's a soul prayer. I've had from a very young age, who am I and why am I here? Mm. What am I here to do? And for me, it's feeling secure in that. And that idea, um, come what may resist nothing. Um, So I have to explore all of those places inside of me where fear resides where polarization resides, where anger and hatred resides, because this is what's getting triggered. And it has nothing to do with infectious illness, except that we get scared. And if we understood clean water, sanitation, good food, nutrition, the basics of life, and my goodness, we live in a day and age where uh, we are extravagant in North America with what we have available to us. Hmm. Uh, We have space, we have clean air, we have, you know... um, And many people still do not have that option. And this is where you find infectious illness. So getting back to Samoa with this outbreak of measles, they are being vilified, anybody within Samoa, with access to complementary basic things, vitamin C and vitamin A.
0: There was an arrest, there was an arrest recently. They
1: arrested a natural health practitioner because he was receiving this and helping people and preventing children from dying. Um, so, you know, this is, this then moves into, I mean, if you want to take it to the spiritual realm, this becomes evil.
0: Yeah.
1: This becomes evil. Do
0: you have that gentleman's name?
1: Uh, I don't. Uh, Meehan, I think is one of the ones, Jim Meehan, N-E-E-H-A-N has written about it. Okay. Uh, but I can't think of that gentleman's name, but he's had tremendous support globally. Good. I just want to
0: give a. A shout out, because if you're listening to or watching the show and you believe in Mm -hmm. wellness renegades, you have to think back that there were a time that acupuncturists in the United States were arrested, naturopaths have been arrested,
1: homeopaths
0: have been arrested and put in jail solely because out of the goodness of their heart, they want to help other people. Mothers,
1: yeah, and mothers who protested in California, Mm. in senators' offices, in Mm. their government. They were arrested. They were put Mm. in jail. Mothers Mm. and grandmothers who were protesting mandatory vaccination. Freedom to choose. In America, this is huge. This is a freedom that you have. It's constitutional. Yeah, I, I'm choose. seeing it
0: written into more and more legislation that that we're on this vaccination conversation that people will have to prove vaccination to go certain places like if mm-hmm. you have to go to public school if you want. To. And so this is just an interesting thing. Because certain viewpoints are like, well, of course, we want you vaccinated because that's the answer. But what about the personal freedoms?
1: Yeah. And Unin- yeah, unintended consequences. And um,
0: so with Samoa, like what I read was that they're putting marks on the doors?
1: Yes, they had to put red flags out. Oh. If like, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's right up there with stars on, on your sleeve. Mm. And, and
0: do, do you think eventually like people will be stoned to death because they're not vaccinated?
1: Um, yeah, well, I have parents who say I've been told I can't bring my children to play dates anymore. Mm. Uh, And this is in families. See, the thing that I also try to help parents understand, okay, you're going vaccine-free or you're going to use homeopathy, even if you're vaccinated and you get these infectious illnesses. The reason that um, vaccines were so promoted is that they are problematic. There are deaths. Um, It is a serious illness. Whooping cough is dreadful. You wouldn't ever want to have to go through that with your kids, but you do. My mom did one after the other. And you do, you survive, but we need community support. We don't need vilification, you know, being vilified and segregated. Well, And this is where we're coming to such a huge, we are all one. But before we get to that, we are all one. For some reason, there has to be this polarization. I am not like that person who doesn't vaccinate their kids. I am not like that person who's crunchy granola, you know, um, I'm not that person who vaccinates their kids and wonders why they've got chronic diseases, you know, judgment everywhere, everywhere, yeah, everywhere. I would be
0: okay. If the judgment was like, I'm not like that person, but the judgment is I'm not like that person. They're bad and wrong and they should be like, I've seen things online that people that don't vaccinate uh, the vaccine pros are like, they should die.
1: Yeah. Oh, be segregated, put in, um, jails and you're
0: killing my my yeah. family yeah and that's where i i start to think well like if you're vaccinated then you've done the utmost protection that you can but then i think the conversation is herd immunity like i'm vaccinated but there's only 50 percent of the population of my community so right I, I get really torn but i do stand on personal freedom I feel that the individual should have a right to choose whether you agree or you disagree, they should have the right to choose. And I'm open to hearing different opinions. I'm open to being educated more, but I'm not open to just the, like you're killing everyone and you should die. Like I don't understand that venomous argument. And so I think there's a lot of fear in the conversation yeah and i think there's a lot of hidden agendas that we're not talking about today that are behind the conversation and it's not about good or bad or right or wrong it's about personal paths and Mm -hmm. i believe as a wellness renegade it's about returning to more natural approaches that work for you as a family unit as an individual for your family for your kids and uh, people can disagree with that that's okay But Mm -hmm. I would like to step back into respectful disagreement. And Mm -hmm. even if you feel that, that someone who's not vaccinating is harming you, that there's a way to discourse that, that Mm -hmm. is still based in humanity, compassion Mm -hmm. and kindness. Right. And so as we're talking about this, the the thing that came up Donna was money. Mm -hmm. And so, what's your feeling of like this is a personal passion for you
1: mm-hmm. and
0: i'm guessing that most wellness renegades it hasn't been a money driver how do i make more money doing this so mm. how do you earn a living doing this
1: well number one i've i've got a wonderful husband who's been incredibly supportive and who has experienced the benefits of homeopathy firsthand i mean he is so grateful and so we are a family who's been able to Access. We have a tremendous healthcare program here in Canada, and um, so it, it, you know, when he was diagnosed with cancer, we're we're in both worlds at the same time. This is my big message. We live in both worlds at the same time. It's not either one or the other. I we are in Both. We are in both worlds at the same time. Yeah. And so there may have been a little eyeball rolling in the hospitals when we were using homeopathic remedies, and a colleague came and stayed and monitored Ron. And I said to him, I'm so grateful you were there. And he wasn't there just to give remedies. He was there to make sure that he wasn't given incorrect dosages on his prescription meds. And so, yeah, it's not one or the other. So my husband um, has been extremely supportive. And I have been able to, again, it's personal work. I undervalued what I did at home, raising mm. my children. I worked part-time, but it was more mental health break than anything else. But I had the luxury of being an at-home mom, which my mom was an at-home mom. When you have sick kids, it's important uh, financially to have somebody to be able to be home with sick kids. Mm. And many parents can't do that anymore. They're in a double bind, two incomes or single parenting. And how do you take care of sick kids? So. Um, Making a living um, you make choices. Um um, There's a lot I go without a lot I don't go without Um, and um, My online education, so I've now tapped into a coach who's Incredibly supportive and again This is where when you get in alignment with who you are what you're supposed to do really and truly the community starts to form around you. And I know 2020 is going to be my big year for being way out there. Great. Um, and so then I've, I've got this team that is happening and it's like, whoa, okay. All right. Now let's
0: talk about this a little deeper because I like what you're saying. And I'm really curious. You were a solo homeopathic okay. practitioner for a long time, 18 yeah. years. Yeah. And something said, I want to take this bigger. I want groups. I want to teach courses. And I want a homeopathic kit in every home. Yeah. What was that transition point?
1: You know, um, I can look back now, almost 20 years later, and go, I see where I was guided all along. I had before even the internet and online webinars were a big deal. I did a collage. Um, I can't remember. Uh, not a, some call it magic boards or whatever. And I had a, a global classroom thing. Like, go figure. Like. I was just intuitively cutting pictures and pasting, and I had this big trifold. It should have been just a small one, but I don't do anything in small measures, apparently. (laughs) And and then I realized, okay, and now it's like it's all coming to fruition, but it was a huge commitment on my part. So as I valued what I did at home and being at home um, and invested a lot of income in ways to get information out, online webinars, teleseminars has become the way and um but um young people are longing for community and life so i've started doing more live within calgary and possibly i'll travel if people want me i've had a friend she was an old colleague she's now a photographer and she lives in mexico she's planning on having me come down and that's uh, great
0: i i think a lot of communities could actually use your education use your wisdom and what i love this this homeopathic kit in every home do you have one you're recommending or
1: yes and again that's part of my commitment and intention and dream is to create the need for there to be homeopathic remedies available right, right. now in the US they're trying to shut it down the FDA mm-hmm. um, but if there is public demand for kits so I send people to the laboratories the stores that you have in the US customs mm-hmm. and borders getting closed down again mm. um if you live in england be sure to you know use your homeopathic pharmacies there and um so it's not me making the kit and finding um i can't even remember that word for it um but they oh, it's like amazon you know they do all drop of shipment yeah drop shipment. but they also their fulfillment oh yeah and i thought i don't even want to do that i just want to teach and mm-hmm. i don't want to and this for me the big change that I made last year, with the support of, um, and, and can I do a shout out to my
0: absolutely to,
1: to my Serena Serena Star oh, Leonard? Yeah, she she was so terrific. I said, you know, yeah. all along, ever since I've started, I've wanted to do pay what you can. Yeah, and so she said, well, let's do it. Right. And she really gave me some good instruction, some good guidance. And then I find out later, it was new to her. She it never had occurred to her. Yeah, and so making a living is important. If anything ever happened to Ron, I, I you know, I'd have to really double up on my efforts. Um, yes. But right now having a husband and being married and being in a secure relationship means that I get to do the grandma thing. I get to do the wife thing. I get, you know, and, when well, and you are making money,
0: I, I don't want to pretend that you're not making any money either.
1: Yeah, no. And I'm making money and every year I'm always surprised, you know, we did last year mm-hmm. pay what you can. And my accountant's telling me, you know, um, on one level, I'm making all this money, and I've got to pay more to the government. And on the other hand, I have to change into a corporation. Um, And then I start looking at it from a corporation perspective. And I think, wow, if I was really the uh, CEO of this corporation, I'd fire me because (laughs) I'm not making enough money. So it's almost like money has, it's significant, and it's important. And if I didn't have Ron, and if we weren't sharing a home together, I would have to get creative and find yeah. another way to facilitate that and, you know, invite others. Well, people. there's a
0: lots of way, there are lots of ways to do that. And, and this podcast is going to be dedicated to that conversation because yeah. you've figured out how to make uh, at least a part-time income, right? Yeah. And, and it sounds like it's growing and yes. it continues to grow. And yeah. so coming back, cause I don't want to miss this. Mm-hmm. If someone wants a homeopathic kit, I have two questions. One is, if I buy a homeopathic kit for my home, how long are the medicines good for?
1: Well, if you... So in Canada, we have a DIN, um, yeah. and it's a drug information number. Uh-huh. And in order to um, fulfill requirements by Health Canada, yeah. it has to have an expiry date. No, but I don't,
0: about, that, I don't care about the expiration I just yeah, want to so, know like, if it's dry and it's in a safe place, how long can homeopathic medicine be good for? Forever. Okay, great. That's what I wanted to... I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. But, I, yeah. I wasn't sure, but it's I, I'm energy. glad to hear that. Now,
1: yeah, it's energy. There, as long as you're not putting it near your uh, tiger balm or your eucalyptus or your essential oils. Or
0: maybe your rooter, like wireless, lots of water. Yeah, wireless. exactly. Yeah. Don't put okay. it near your... Yeah. Okay. So, there are people like my mom shout out to my mom like if, if something's a day ahead of the due date in the fridge gets tossed out. Yeah um, for my wife, if it's like two weeks old, it gets dusted off and like eaten. so yeah, it sounds like homeopathy can be good forever, and regulations say that there is an end date so that's yep. the first question. The second question is for the listeners, if they want a home remedy kit, if they want a homeopathy mm-hmm. kit how do they get started what do they do
1: um go online homeopathic remedy kit in your google search and okay. um can they find are, this
0: through your website
1: yes and some people buy from amazon i prefer people go to so yes i've got resources okay great let's, who I let's recommend.
0: direct them there
1: yeah and so powers, what, where is that powers of resources we're in a bit of a, a overhaul with the website so okay. um I'm happy to take personal messages. Donna at powers of I reply to everybody. Uh, if you've got inquiries, um, but in the U S Hahnemann labs in California, Washington homeopathics, um, okay. I and E organics. There's some that are reputable. There's some that are, it can get confusing. And this is why I teach what I do. And because let's there's, benchmark
0: it. Let's benchmark yeah. it. So, if I get a basic kit, I want to protect myself from MMR, yep. I want to protect myself from influenza, like the, the standards that you see coming down the pipeline. What's the average cost going to be on that?
1: Uh, oh, gosh, I wish I'd been prepared with that. Um,
0: are we talking Generally, thousands? Well, ge- or are we talking hundreds? Oh, oh,
1: gosh, no, no, $100, $200. Oh, okay, great. Set, so Yeah, get you set up really, really well with a good 40, 40 to 50 remedies. And you'll get special prices the more that you order. And you'll get your own little case with it. So, for instance, okay. if you go to Hahnemann Labs, you can get homeopathic kits for travel. You can get homeopathic kits for at home. And it contains like 40 remedies as often. 40 to 60 remedies. So they're about anywhere from five to $8. I'm doing us now uh, right. per, per two, but the more that you buy, the bigger the discount, or if you um, get a whole kit, it's likely to be less expensive than buying them individually. Most people, I do what I did. You buy one and then you get another one and then you get another one and soon you need another drawer. And
0: yeah. See, yeah. so um, as I get more into the show, My wife studied homeopathy. She's a naturopath, and we have this kit that is like uh, hundreds of yeah, yeah. And so I feel totally grateful because sometimes I'm like, "Ooh, this hurts," and she'll say, "Oh, hey, take this." Yeah, (laughs) and that's not even her mainstream. Although she did do a residency program, what I love is the gentle part of it, right? So it's gentle medicine. Now we're looking at. 100, if you go all the way, it sounds like 200 max. I think I spent $125 on my emergency earthquake kit for the house. Yeah.
1: So yeah.
0: like the drinking straw, the you know uh, water kit, the the rest of it. And mm-hmm. so it sounds like on the medicine side, if you want a homeopathic medicine kit, you can do it really scalable and relatively mm-hmm. affordably. um and so that leads me back to you for education. And mm-hmm. it sounds like your business model has changed and you've gone from 18 years of private practice to online education and live groups. And yes. so the online educations, like what kind of classes are, are you teaching?
1: Well, I started out with Vaccine Free Now What? Because I thought that's the information people would want. And it turns out I was about seven years premature with that, which Mm -hmm. seems I often am with things and ideas. Yeah, but I've had seven years to prepare for that. So that's how I started. And then I've had so many people graduate through that. I just sort of asked them, you know, what do you want next? What's important to you? And um, they said, well, we just want to learn the remedies because it can be quite overwhelming. You open up your little 40 box or your 100 box and you go, oh, well, it came with a booklet. Hmm." (laughs) But, you know, this for that. But then you're moving into the conventional idea of this for that. And there's a good reason you can do acutes on your own because some of these remedies are very specific for certain situations. Mm -hmm. And so they said, we just want to know more. So that's been my newest one is just the remedies. And so I, once a week, I do a teleseminar and a webinar, one phone in, one computer. And um, I teach people what the remedies are. And I try and teach it in such a lively way that when they look in it, oh, yeah, that was that story about, oh, how that guy had burned himself. And, you know, so that it's alive. It's not just a this for that, like an antibiotic 10 days. It's like, oh, yeah, this remedy burns. Today we did... Um, Cantharis, Spanish fly. Okay, this is Spanish fly, the aphrodisiac. Let's find out what we can. So now it's not just a urinary tract infection remedy. This is about 1869, soldiers eating frog's legs, and the frog was eating the blister beetle, the Cantheris, And I don't know how appropriate this is for your show, but the soldiers had erections all night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and so... so- so, you know, like, we're not going to talk anymore about profitability today, except yeah. like you could bottle that remedy and call it Donna Powers Erection Formula 101. And yeah. Make a killing. Yeah, and make the natural
1: killing. Viagra.
0: You're good. You're yeah. good. So, so what, I, what I love about what you're doing is you really are doing empowering medicine for families. Yes. And I love that because I do feel... We're coming to a changing time in the world. And the more kind of prepared we can be to take care of our personal community, yes. especially with health and well being, the better off your community is gonna be. And yes. so um, I have one more question for you mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious what do you want your legacy to be?
1: I want my legacy to be that um, I, I came here, I knew who I was, and I did what I was supposed to do, and that was to help empower people to really um, take care of themselves and each other, um, and, and to be loving and supportive with that, and um, yeah, just to figure out. Yeah, to find freedom. That's, to me, homeopathy is about freedom to be who we are and what we're meant to be. But that, nice. that's, yeah, that's what homeopathy is. It, it, it's, when we are free of illness and disease, uh, we are free to be who we were intended to be energetically, to do and be who we're supposed to be. Great. Yeah. Well, I
0: appreciate having you today and I'm sure um, viewers, listeners, are gonna want to check you out. And so how do they yeah. find you?
1: Uh, powers of homeopathy.com. And you can send me an email Donna at powers of homeopathy.com. And Mm. it's better than Facebook. I have people leaving messages for me on my Facebook and it's Um, like, ah, I lose them. So So. this is a
0: no for for everyone. (laughs) Don't send Donna a Facebook message. Go ahead and go through the website. Well,
1: (laughs) the instant message is okay, but Facebook has this service. They've got an inbox. Uh Uh-huh. And I didn't know about it. now yeah. so I go back and go, oh my gosh. So typically I'm within 24 hours of responding, except if you send an inbox mail through Facebook. Um, better better to do Donna at powersofhomeopathy.com. Plus it's going to be more secure, that email as well.
0: Nice. I've well, I'm, some- I'm Jason Stein at jasonstein.com. And I... Really appreciate, Donna, you being here today, educating us, and really, truly being a wellness renegade. Thank you. Thank
1: you. All right. Thanks, Jason.